Peace, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Behold Pop Culture, the show where we take a look at some prominent people, figures, and events in pop culture today and in the past and try and see what lessons we could take away from them. The date of this recording is January the 30th, and this week has been a tornado of media coming out with all sorts of reports about what appears to be a financial uprising. And we'll dive deeper into what took place this week with Dogecoin, GameStop, AMC towards the end of the podcast as I feel like gaming might be the best place to do that. So if you want to get any update, any summary on what took place this week, stay tuned and enjoy the ride. So we'll start off with the sports section where this week... The NBA was rather lackluster. Most of the stories were about things outside of basketball. The first of which being Bradley Beal, the all-star level player for the Washington Wizards. The Wizards, which are statistically the worst team in the NBA right now. Bradley Beal has been giving them 40, 30, 35, just a scoring outburst as Bradley Beal appears to be trying to will his team back into the win column, but even with the great player that is, or some may say was, Russell Westbrook, it's still not enough for them to pull it out. So Bradley Beal, who has now set the record for most consecutive games scoring 30-plus points and still losing, There's a lot of speculation in the NBA world as to whether or not the Washington Wizards will trade him. Not because the Wizards are looking to tank or anything of that nature, but simply for his sake. And they reported that they've been committed to him, but if they were to trade him, they would do something in his best interest. Which is what I believe every team that has a good relationship with a player should do. And likewise, as he's been showing out, the all-star voting has begun. So if you have any favorite players that you want to get into the starting lineup, there's now an opportunity to have an impact on whether or not they will be starting for the all-star game, which I still believe probably shouldn't take place considering Corona, but it remains to be seen what the NBA will do. The NFL had its own sorts of complaints And they were able to overcome and are now about to complete a full season amidst the coronavirus pandemic. So I'm sure the NBA will be very careful with what's going to take place. But it's also around the time where people start thinking about the awards. The MVPs, Defensive Player of the Year, Sixth Man of the Year. For me, a man who I predicted would be in the running has apparently been in the lead, Joel Embiid willing the 76ers to the top seed in the Eastern Conference. But unfortunately, a teammate of his, Ben Simmons, has been in his own little media storm where people are starting to question, how good is Ben Simmons really? Now, I still think he's a phenomenal all-star level player, but the hype around Ben Simmons was the potential for him to be a Magic Johnson-esque player. While that's pretty high standards, I'd say that his playmaking has been on track to becoming in that tier, top two tiers. He's one of the best playmakers for his size, for sure. I still think the best big playmaker 
that I've seen around this time, around this decade, is Nikola Jokic. But Ben Simmons is a phenomenal playmaker. For him to be that agile and able to play like a point guard is tremendous. But his jump shot hasn't developed at all. His defense has shown minuscule, if any, improvements. And there's serious questions if not only could he reach his ceiling, but is there even a ceiling worth waiting to reach? And the question is particularly important when fans try to decide, is this going to be Ben Simmons' team, who's the younger all-star and apparently was going to have the higher ceiling? Or Joel Embiid, who appears to be the most dominant big man of this current time. Now, I'm on the Joel Embiid side of things, though I think Ben Simmons is a great player. But it remains to be seen what steps forward Ben Simmons will make. In contrast, a player who was neck and neck with him for the Rookie of the Year conversation, Donovan Mitchell, has shown great strides in his development as a player. His shooting has improved. He's become more defensively sound to where he's not a liability on the court. And his overall playmaking, his basketball IQ, has shown tangible progress as he is now on pace leading the Utah Jazz to be the number one team in the Western Conference. I don't know how long that streak is going to continue, But I want to give him, Rudy Gobert, and the rest of the Utah Jazz, who have all been playing pretty much at their peak level, I want to give them their flowers for performing so well, as a lot of people tend to count them out every single year. On the NFL side of things, we had the conference finals occur, the conference championships. On the NFC side of things, the Packers and Bucks were engaged in a tightly contested matchup as two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time lined up against each other. And at the end of the day, the Buccaneers defense was able to show up, whereas the Packers defense, particularly a man by the last name King, was being exploited play after play after play. And unfortunately, the great Aaron Rodgers, who's only getting older, has once again not been able to advance to the Super Bowl after making it to the conference championship. So now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, led by Tom Brady, a great defense, a solid coach, and Bruce Arians, and lots of offensive talent, will be the first team in NFL history to play in the Super Bowl at home as the Super Bowl this year will be taking place in Tampa Bay. On the other side of things, the Buffalo Bills took on the Kansas City Chiefs, and that ever-so-potent offense that won the Super Bowl last year showed up again, and the Buffalo Bills, who did not play a bad game, just could not put the points on the board to match them. That's the thing about this Kansas City Chiefs team. If you cannot keep up with them offensively, you better be sure that your defense is showing up. Because this Kansas City Chiefs team, so far there has not been a team that has outright shown that they could stop them when they need to. So now the Kansas City Chiefs, led by who many presume to be the future GOAT of quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, one of the greatest receivers in the league, Tyreek Hill, one of the greatest tight ends of all time, 
Travis Kelsey, and a frequently underrated defensive unit will be taking on the unanimously decided GOAT and Tom Brady. And there will be a matchup for the ages. As I personally believe Patrick Mahomes will come out with the win and be one of the few quarterbacks of all time to win back-to-back NFL Super Bowls. So there's a lot to anticipate here, not only for the hardcore NFL fans, not only for the Tampa Bay and Kansas City fans, but for casual fans as well who may just want to see what should be a mark of greatness in the history of sports. So I'm picking the Chiefs to win it, and we'll see what happens next Sunday night. Now another great sports icon had a matchup of his own this past weekend, which was Conor McGregor, the former two-belt holder UFC champion. He took on Dustin Poirier, an established fighter and also a man that he had taken down before. Now, Conor McGregor hasn't fought in a decent amount of time, and an underrated condition is the fact that sometimes when you don't have enough real fights, Within a certain period of time, your body just isn't in the maximum peak shape that it could be for a fight. And not to take anything away from Dustin, but McGregor came into this fight. He looked decent in the first round, but Conor McGregor wasn't able to defend the kicks from Dustin Poirier. So Poirier continued to just eat at his legs. Boom, boom, pow. Just killing Conor McGregor's legs. To the point where in the second round, McGregor was immobile. And right when McGregor was just unable to move, boom! Dustin Poirier hits him with a flurry of punches. Hit after hit after hit. And down goes Conor McGregor. As he collapses to the ground, Dustin continues to hit him with a bevy of punches. And the ref waves it off. The great Conor McGregor goes down again by the hands of Dustin Poirier, a fight where he was the favorite to win. And Dustin basked in confidence as he won. Conor took the loss very gracefully, very humbly. But at the end of the day, he became a meme for the night. As Conor McGregor laid there, confused, his legs swollen. And many asked, is this the end of Conor McGregor? Did we witness the end of a phenomenal UFC career that seemingly spiraled downward after he stuck his head a little too far out of the water when he matched up with Mayweather and got pretty easily disposed of? Now, I say that's a little too far to go. McGregor still looked solid out there. He still looked like he could take on most of the people in his division. He just looked like in the terms of his prospects of becoming a champion once again, he's going to have to get some more fights under his belt before I can make a ready assessment. He needs to get more comfortable. He needs to get used to what's going on out there, develop his skills a little bit more. 
He found a new hole in his game. He found that the kicks, that's his weakness. He could figure that out and continue to develop his takedown defense. He can show why his hand-to-hand combat, his stand-up game was so widely revered by the greater fight world again. But those were the main stories in the sports world as we approach the Super Bowl, which always is the biggest story, as it's one of the most highly viewed events of all time consistently. And we can move on to the music section of the podcast where, again, it appears that to the start of 2021, the story isn't a new album coming out or even a new song coming out that people are anticipating. The story of the year with music has been TikTok. Not that this wasn't something that was already brewing, but it seems like it's reached a peak moment where everything in the music industry is revolving around TikTok. Whether it's Erica Banks, a woman who had been rapping for a significant amount of time, getting her label to push a song that had already been out, bust it, and it becoming a challenge that takes over TikTok. Likewise, we've heard the stories flow Millie, who blew up on TikTok. We know that 24K Golden is pretty much just a TikTok star. There's a real shift taking place, and I'm not sure if it's going to be permanent or not, but there's a wide open opportunity where if you could develop the right comedy, humor, or just a song that's real catchy, it can catch fire on TikTok and just ignite, blow you up, you get attention from labels, etc., etc., etc. It's a whole new lane that's emerging, and the problem with that is everyone is going to rush to get in. So it's getting harder and harder for these artists to distinguish themselves, but when they do get a hit, it can change their lives. To the point where now TikTok is a marketing strategy for record labels, where they'll pump money into influencers, paying them to do a dance to a song that they want to go viral. And it's worked. You get the Addison Rays of the world, the Charlie D'Amelio, the TikTok stars, you get them to do the dance, their fans want to do the dance, and it just becomes contagious, and where overnight someone who nobody really knows could become one of the biggest stars for the moment. And it's on the responsibility of the artist to capitalize off of that and not just be a one-hit wonder. We're seeing some more drill artists trying to emerge as well, trying to find their way. CJ with his hit song, Whoopty. Pooh has been coming out, making songs with Little Dirk particularly that have been blowing up. There seems to be an overhaul taking place and a gap in the market that a lot of these newer artists that might have been waiting in the back catalog at a record label are trying to take advantage, put out as much content as possible. As I continue to say, this is the prime for these label artists because the big ones, the Drakes, the Taylor Swifts, the artists that just swallow up the timeline when they come out with an album, are on pause right now. This man, Drake, tore his ACL. You got to take advantage. When it's the NBA playoffs and the best player on the other team tore their ACL, you better take advantage. 
You better win those games as the pressure is on. As soon as these people come back out, it's go time. The only album that came out this week that I might put some attention into is the new Party Next Door album, Colors. He's shown a proven track record of at bare minimum being a great songwriter. So for any Party Next Door or R&B fans in general, that might be worth a listen. I'll come back next week and let you know what I think about that. Also recently, Coachella announced that again, they will not be holding their annual concert. As that seems to be a signal that these artists are not quite ready to go out on tour. But for some reason, GovBall, which is a major music festival that takes place in New York, appears to be on track to be all systems go. I know GovBall is way later in the year, but I'm curious to see how that will take place. I saw some pictures from Europe where there were concerts that took place where people had their own little bubbles where they could sit and view it. But for anyone familiar with the nature of music festivals, that doesn't really match with the hype, especially when you're dealing with these They make loud, hype music, the music that people jump to, scream, rage, all of these different emotions that are emerging. I don't think you could get quite the same effect. So I'm curious to see if artists will opt to wait for things to open up a little bit more or if things will be in place to where music festivals could be even at a fraction of what they used to be. That's something to keep an eye out on, and I'm sure that will correlate with colleges announcing that everyone could come back, with restaurants being able to open universally. Everything seems to be tied together. But I will point out that the NFL being able to complete their season appears to be a good step in the right direction. But I've saved the time to talk about the real story of the week for last. And it is the story of these Reddit battalions forming together to take down the establishment. Now, to provide the context here, GameStop. If you're unfamiliar, GameStop was previously the biggest place to go for games. They had, for all intents and purposes, monopolized being the main place to purchase video games, They would have people waiting in lines whenever a new hot game was coming out. And they were notoriously known for giving you horrible money back on your purchases. It was sort of a meme of the gaming community. But nevertheless, everyone went to GameStop for their games. Either that or some shady places on the corner that might have bootlegged your favorite games. But they were a long-standing tank in the video game industry. Everything went through them. They were the main retailer. But ultimately, they started to become the blockbuster of the video game industry. They didn't innovate and move into e-commerce, which is selling online. And they thought that their status would be able to carry them to the promised land when companies like Amazon could sweep up right under them, delivering games to you in very short times. And some of the companies themselves, Sony and Microsoft, decided, why do we even need to go through GameStop when we could just give people games right to their consoles? So you don't even need to step out of your chair. You could just buy the game right then and there. So GameStop 
the general consensus in the video game community was that GameStop was dead. They were barely staying afloat, and they were a couple bad moves away from just completely going under. They only regained some semblance of relevance as of recent because of next-gen consoles. Though they got a small supply, they did get a supply, and GameStop even possessing a chance at getting a next-gen console made them relevant enough for people to wait in long lines for long hours to try and get their hands on one of these next-gen consoles. So in their small bit of resurgence, their stock price went up a little bit. And most people still agreed it made sense because they gained a little bit of resurgence. They even partnered with Microsoft on a deal that I had briefly mentioned. But it was all just inflated value. Well, as of last week, out of nowhere, the stock exploded as GameStop reached a level of about $80, which is ridiculous for GameStop. They shouldn't even have seen a $10 increase in their value. But they went from about $10 to $20 to about $80. And many people just cashed out. If you were in it, for whatever reason, they cashed out. And the most reasonable thing to do for the hedge fund people, the people that are financial experts, so they say, is to short the stock. Without going too deep because this isn't a financial podcast, they gambled on the chances of GameStop stock going back down, which, again, in the video game community seemed completely legitimate. The stock is not worth this much money at all. But what they didn't know was that this was an elaborate scheme by a Reddit group who saw that GameStop was almost excessively shorted to where there was a ridiculous amount of money put on the line to say that GameStop was going to go down. But these Reddit groups decided that they were going to try and manipulate the system in what is called a short squeeze. I highly recommend you just look that up to gain a basic understanding of what took place. But they tried to keep the stock above the short prices so that eventually these billionaires, millionaires that had money invested into GameStop shorting would have to buy back the stock and make a ton of money for everyone invested in it. So after some people seemed to be out on this and cashed out on GameStop even reaching $80, It went back down to about $30, $40. So the Reddit group known as Wall Street Bets, they regrouped and decided we're going to do it again and take it to the next level. In their own words, we're taking GameStop to the moon. As they would get in their emoji rocket ship and take off. So as I'm casually watching this, I wake up the next day and GameStop is taking off at astronomical levels. GameStop stock kept going up and up and up and people kept putting more and more and more money into the stock to where I believe the peak price that GameStop reached was about $430, which is absolutely ridiculous. GameStop reached its highest valuation that it ever had, hovering around 10 
billion dollars. I'm not even sure the CEO knew what was going on. They didn't know how to handle the situation. But a lot of people are making generational money out of this short squeeze. People were putting their money in and either waiting for it to rise or cashing out. I believe there was millionaires or maybe only one that ascended to a billionaire, but a lot of thousandaires ascended to millionaires if they played their cards right. And as everyone made their money, hedge fund people came out and complained. They felt it was unfair. But to my understanding, there was nothing inherently illegal about what took place. So the following day after all this media circus emerges around what this Reddit group has led to take place, the popular stock app, Robinhood, in the morning just completely prevented people from buying stock in GameStop. And people were livid. As the poorest person on Robinhood to the most wealthy complained about how Robinhood was finessing the system. Robinhood just overrided people's ability to put their money in and gamble because they believed that the volatility was too much. They claimed that they were protecting investors. And now there's a serious investigation going on on what Robinhood's true intentions were and whether or not they deserve to be reprimanded. Because in the concept of a free market, you really should not be able to just completely shut off people's ability to buy. And concurrently, it was within the best interests of the hedge funds because the stock only had one option. You could only sell it and it would go down. And that would seemingly be of avenue to rescue the hedge funds that had a ridiculous amount of money invested into the stock plummeting. And Reddit, seeing this and knowing that they had no control over it, decided, fine, we're going to do the exact same thing with the cryptocurrency, Dogecoin. And within two days, Dogecoin multiplied its value by eight at its peak. So now that these groups have showed their hand and showed what power they possess... I anticipate that amidst this financial battle, new regulations will come into place as soon as possible, and someone's going to have to answer for what took place. Now, I'm no financial expert myself. Again, I highly recommend that you just investigate the situation on your own. It shouldn't take you more than 30 minutes to get acquainted with what took place, but A financial battle went down. I don't know if it's going to continue next week. And I'm not advising you to put money anywhere. I'm just letting you know what I saw. That was the biggest story in gaming because GameStop, which outside of the video game community was just another store. It was a staple in the gaming community for so long. And it's just funny how the tides changed so quickly from them being completely on its way out of business to now being the story of the week with its detonated stock. But with that being said, this is the end of this episode. Thank you for listening. I hope that you took something away from the craziness that went down. I hope you enjoyed me coming and providing some insight on what I'm seeing out there in the world. 
I hope that everyone that's starting school and back to work is comfortable and back in the flow of things. And I appreciate you taking out time to listen to my podcast. Please let me know if there's any ways I can improve this podcast as just like I advise everyone seek ways to improve yourself. I am encouraging any advice that can provide a way for me to improve myself as well. So again, thank you for your time. And I'll talk to you next week. This is Behold Pop Culture.